What is up, you amazing listeners and viewers tuning in from whichever platform you like to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on all major streaming platforms and YouTube, and the host of this wonderful podcast brought to us by the brought to us by the Autoflower Review and Atlas Seed. Be sure to give them some major love and like this video, comment down below and subscribe or turn that notification bell on for whichever platform you're tuning in from so you never miss out on an amazing episode. Now in today's episode, if you did read the title, I am going to be talking about whether or not you should be transplanting your autos or if you're going to just plant into the final pot right off the gate. Um, this is a question I get asked often. I have covered it in a previous episode in a different way on just like my reveg technique. Um, and I enthuse anyone who wants to grow out of flowers to go back and give this all the episodes of this podcast a listen. There's some really great episodes that I talk about different, um, I guess, different aspects of the whole question of should you transplant and things like that. So there's a lot to talk about it. I'm going to make it kind of a not a short episode, but not an hour long. I want to make sure I can get this kind of knowledge to you guys about 15 to 20 minutes, make it very easily digestible and help answer a lot of these questions I'm actually getting quite often. This is probably the biggest question I get um, most frequent with autoflowers recently, actually. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this. <clears throat> now, um, Everyone always asks me, hey, should I transplant? You know, you always talk about transplanting. Should I transplant my autos or should I just go straight to the final home? If you're a novice and you've never grown cannabis and you're learning how to grow cannabis or you've only had a few seasons behind you and you're just trying to dial in your system, I don't think you should put a exorbitant amount of, var amount of variables into your hands until you get your fundamentals and dialed in setup just of fundamentals like where you know you're growing medium you know how much to feed you know what you can and can't do you know every stage of the plant for that specific strain um those are kind of important variables to dial in first and i have a whole episode on talking about dialing in your garden things you can get dialed in with setup you know spending extra money not spending money like all sorts of uh you know different ways and and ways to be semi dialed in slightly dialed in really dialed in super dialed in <laughs> so there's all sorts of different factors that come into play and many of those factors uh definitely start with the aspect of do you want to when you when you germinate your seeds um and picking autoflowers do you want to um plant into your final home or do you want to go ahead and plant into maybe rock wool or a peat moss cube or some sort of other, you know, smaller pot with soil or cocoa or whatever you're growing in? Um, and do you want to do like that and then move up? I think novices should definitely stick with just planting to their final home for autoflowers. <clears throat> I think a system, if you're asking my like best idea, like best system and bargain buck now that I've used the autopot system now for I think it's like five, four weeks, four weeks. I think right now is one month mark of fully using the system. I do 100%. I am like in love with it. It is amazing for a flower tent. So I'll probably be getting another one for my other flower tent just to make my life easy, easy, easy. But for autoflower growers, you guys will see that I'm going to run some autoflowers in there as well. And same thing with hydro buckets. So those two options are like, the hydro bucket would be the budget friendly option because it's deep water culture buckets and it's not as expensive as an autopod system, but the autopod system would be more like a long term, you don't have to check kind of thing. Um, you have a four plant system 
and it's not as modular as moving around a bucket. So there's pros and cons to each of them, different styles of growing. But my point is, and back to my point, um, you should, I, I really like the autopot systems for novices, especially novices who want to grow autoflowers because it's a system where you can just plant into the bin. Um, their little buckets aren't that massive but they allow enough root space to get really big plants. Um, it's super easy to do. You just plant your uh, seedling into the soil. Um, and I use So Hum Living Soil, which I know that's a little expensive for most people, but I think a living soil is fairly good. So you could do like a root organic or just get a normal soil. And then you could buy like a nature's living soil additive, or you could even like make it a living soil through microbials, beneficials, and, you know, using various things like that to build up the micro beneficial life and um, microbial life inside the soil. So there's various ways to do it. Um, but I used so hum living soil and I'm going to keep continue to reuse the soil after the fact. Um, there is a lot of, uh, benefits to that. For one, you only have to water. If you're going to plant into your final pot, you only need to get humidity domes for really your pot or like the, you can use a clear cup and poke some holes on the bottom and just cover the surrounding area of your seedling just to make sure that the, the soil stays moist. The con is you're going to have to water the entire substrate to make sure the substrate stays fully moist because you want a fully wet substrate each and every time so that the roots can properly grow. You don't want dry substrate if you're going to do final plant potting. So you need to make sure you really, really wet the substrate and then you plant into it. Um, now, an alternative, which is a mix between the two, and this is kind of what I like to do, and this is what I would recommend just to make your all of your lives easier, is getting peat moss cubes or rock wool cubes or cocoa pods, whatever your preferred method for little tiny versions of those, if your growth setup is, and growing your autoflowers out inside those cubes, and then... Once they're rooted, you plant them into your system so they have a little more rigidity and you you can you know that watering the whole system isn't a waste of time because the roots are going to spread and you'll be in your system a lot faster, whether it be the hydro bucket or the, uh, the autopot system or any other system you're running or just a single five gallon bucket, whatever it be, you want to make sure that the roots are on your autoflower aren't going to be stressed and have enough rigidity and with doing so with something like that you can dust the roots with mycorrhizae when you transplant and you can line it up with a feeding day and then boom you're good so should you transplant technically that is like an up plant that we would call like a transplant in a sense is because you are planting it into a final home but i don't know how many growers would consider that a real transplant i don't really consider that a real transplant when you're going from like a peat moss or a rock pool cube you're just it's a starter pod um for me that's just you're working smarter not harder and you're watering less of a medium than the entire bit of medium you're saving on nutrients and all sorts so I don't consider that a transplant. So I go the non-transplant method for novices. If once you get your system dialed in, I think transplanting upwards can be beneficial because if you went and grew an autoflower in a solo cup and then took it to a one gallon and then put it in the Sohum system and it was like almost 3.5 or you bought one of the bigger systems and you got one of the bigger ones, your autoflower can continue to develop and grow larger and get like a photo period. Um, what's the benefits of that? 
Well, you can continuously have plants in perpetual cycle under one grow light. I talk about this in the dialed in setup and why it's beneficial to only have one tent going. Utility cost, how much it's costing per plant to harvest, um, utilizing your grow space to the fullest, all sorts of things come into play. So when, I, when it comes to should novices transplant or should people transplant, um, I think transplant should only happen once you have a dialed in setup and you know how to work with autoflowers because autoflowers have a very, very, very high stress to their root system. And if you don't, if you do it wrong, you're going to have uh, uh, a very bad problem with either hermaphroditing or your autoflower flowering really early on and being like this big and being a little tiny nug or something like that. Um, that all comes from root stress and the roots basically not having the capability to spread, whether it be dry medium to uh, rocky of a medium, um, all sorts of things that come into play when, honestly, when discussing what's the best for every grower because it really does depend on your situation and your level of growing on whether or not you should transplant but if i'm giving you a rounded off answer or just like rate or like not a rounded off answer but like a just a here's this yes or no type answer uh yes you should transplant if you're dialed in and you have a system that you've been growing auto flowers in and you're comfortable with the strain no, you should not transplant if you're a novice or learning how to cultivate or you're just I don't think you should transplant if you're if you're trying to just strictly get flower and you don't even want to like worry about uh, tr uh, the damage to roots. All you need is a large system with uh, the roots having access to everything they need to not stress out. The locking part of the autoflower is going to cause it to flower. That is the genetic part of it that helps let it know okay it's time to flower however if you have a dialed in setup and your plant spends all that time rooting during the rooting phase if you're doing your proper training and everything's aligned and you have a really good light and everything's dialed in your plants should grow rapidly i mean as long as you're not doing crazy amounts of training low stress training and, a, and maybe a top once or twice can be really beneficial to an autoflower um just don't overdo it as long as you're giving them everything they need you're doing maybe a little cushman chiropractice you're bending the uh, branches out widening the canopy you'll see the autoflower grows in 24 hours you'll see a massive difference in your canopy and you'll start noticing okay now i can start seriously training this and by day 30 to uh, by day 25 to 35, you should start seeing some pistols or um, some bracts start forming with pistols coming out of them. And you'll, you'll see like, okay, now it's time to stop training heavily and just essentially try to get, you know, maybe lowly pop and that's about it. <clears throat> but you can train everything up towards the stem and that's how you know, okay, flowers coming on soon. Now I have about 30 to 35 or 40 days of flower. And it's going to just be pumping and bulking out. So as long as you keep a really easy, smooth feed, like a living soil or just something simple like that, it's really great. The reason I say no to transplant, but I talk about that up, like up planting method where you go from a peat moss or a rockwell cube or cocoa pod is because that's the smartest way to do it. It's not considered a transplant. And sometimes living soils or various soils can be really hot for seedlings, especially autoflowers. So one big bonus and a pro of starting your stuff off in like smaller mediums or substrates, like little substrate starters is the fact that you can control 
um, the light amount of nutrient solution. You can go with a really like easy, you know, if you're doing a soil or a cocoa pod or something like that, a soil or peat moss pod or a cocoa pod, most of those are, are generally very light feeds if it's a soil if it's a seedling starter it's like going to be like neutral soil and you're meant to just feed it with just like a light feed maybe some you know kelp or um there's lots of stuff you could get out there um but that's essentially that's essentially my take on whether or not you should be transplanting your autoflowers i think it's beneficial if you know how to do it and you like once your autoflower is locked, there's nothing that you're going to be able to do as far as if it starts flowering, you're, you need to just let it flower and realize, okay, try again next time. Um, but as long as your autoflower hasn't showed signs of pistols, or if you do show signs of pistols and it's showing signs of flowering, you have to, you have to plant it into a massive home so like if you're in a three gallon you'll have to go to like a seven gallon if you're in like a half gallon you'll you can go up to like a three or five gallon and those those roots will have so much time and so much energy to, to spread that generally it will keep its pistols and it may, might even start developing some trichomes but it'll usually spread out reveg a little bit get put a little more nodes on get taller and you'll be able to get thicken the plant out and then you'll be able to essentially reveg it in a way and uh because that is what's happening and flower it further and that's the cool thing about autoflowers it's just some are finicky not all of the genetics like doing that some once they flower they're just full-blown i'm committed i'm gonna produce ethylene and that is that um some are very prone to stress some aren't prone to stress i would say face fat autoflower was a very very good autoflower that i put to the test that um from atlas that she didn't herm out. She really did good with me. She handled multiple transplants and the SDS spray like hiccup thing that I did with her, which poor thing. I put her through so much, but she produced trichomes immensely. She continuously to continue. She continued to ripen nonstop and uh, she was a great plant. So without making this episode too much longer, on a simple yes or no question. The answer is, uh, yeah, novices don't transplant. I think you should start your autoflowers in smaller seedling starter cubes of some sort or pods, and then you up plant to your final home or your system. Um, and then veterans, I think you should absolutely test out uh, transplanting autoflowers. It's a really fun, um, technique. It's really great. Even growing them in small containers and making them big, um, by transplanting them from small to small to small to small, and just going slowly up through the cycles while they grow. Um, it's, it's how this guy named Toto grow does it. He's really awesome. He's on Instagram, but, um, you should definitely check out his stuff, but he does some really cool uh, autoflowers in very small cups or unique grow pots and things like that. So it's always fun. You can do a lot with autoflowers and it all comes down to their pretty much root locking and what you're feeding them. So it's it really comes down to dialing in their feed, the pH zones that they can be in, which is why if you listen to the episode of the dialed in setup or any of the other episodes, I talk about pH lush from Cultured Biologics, which is a product that will pretty much help you just sit at 6.0 your entire grow and not worry about shifting pHs. Um, if you want to hear more, go check that episode out with Tim McCormick from Cultured Bio Biologics. Um, I interviewed him on this uh, podcast, so definitely check them out or definitely check that out. <laughs> but 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I think transplanting can be very beneficial. I don't think novices should, should practice it at the gate if you're trying to get flower because it can potentially mess up your plant if you accidentally cause too much root stress. And I would hate for you to put so much effort into a plant, get like half to the size that you want and then starts flowering on you and you're kind of like bummed about it. So I think you should just plant up one time from that initial cube and then just give the TLC tender love and care to the system or setup that you're rocking with those auto flowers and make sure that those root zones are happy the entire time and it can just lock the entire container out with roots. And once it hits the bottom and locks out the sides, it will begin to flower and know, okay, I have this much space and this much time and this much food. As long as you provide proper pH ranged food, you'll be good. So that's my little spiel today. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode of reviewing Ruderalis brought to us by Atlas Seed and the Autoflower Review. Um, definitely check them out and check out the Autoflower Review Discord. Be sure to like this video if you did enjoy or like the podcast too if you did enjoy and comment down below or subscribe or follow along from whichever platform you're tuning in from to show us some serious love and show the sponsors some love for making this happen. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube and all that fun stuff. And I'll be back every single Monday to teach you all about autoflowers or cannabis or just talk about some fun stuff every now and then. So much love, happy growing, and peace, everyone.